Welcome to Spies of London and part three of our Mayfair walk. This is the final part of our Cold War virtual tour of Mayfair in the heart, W1 London, England. This walk started in Grosvenor Square Gardens, outside the old American Embassy at the Eagle Squadron's Memorial. We walked through South Audley Street and Mount Street, past Leckenfield House on Curzon Street, past the Saudi Embassy through Shepherd Market, and we left you outside the phone box, right in the middle of Shepherd Market. You will now walk east along the main footpath through Shepherd Market, and you will soon see the Grapes pub upon the left. Take a left at the Grapes, walking north now back to Curzon Street. On your left, you will see Mag's Brothers, the rare book shop. Now I'd like you to stop outside Mag's Brothers and look across the road, across Curzon Street. You will see Haywood Hill on your left, and GOF Trump are the barbers on your right. The reason for stopping here is that I believe this must be where John le Carré stopped when he was thinking of the scene in Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, when George Smiley meets Roddy Martindale. George Smiley is clearly le Carré's best known character. He was played by Alec Guinness in the TV series in the 70s and by Gary Oldman in the recent feature film. Roddy Martindale is the drunk who likes a long lunch and is not exactly George Smiley's normal cup of tea and they bump into each other quite accidentally so Smiley is on his way to Haywood Hill Bookshop to sell an old Grimmelshausen German novel in German, I think it's the first edition. The reason he's doing this is that his divorce from Anne, Lady Anne Smiley, is taking a long time and she seems to have control of the bank accounts. So his only access to ready cash is to start selling off his rare book collection. So he has walked from Bywater Street in Chelsea, his home, through the rain, book under his arm, and he's about to arrive at Haywood Hill. So I believe he would have either emerged from the archway where you now stand, or probably from along Curzon Street from the west. And he's about to cross over towards Haywood Hill to go in. And Roddy comes out of Trumpers having had his hair cut. Probably had a few bottles of wine already. He shouts at George. They have a conversation. Roddy encourages George off to a nearby restaurant, so that could well have been in Shepherd Market behind you, one of the many restaurants that you've seen there. They have a long lunch that goes off into the evening, and George Smiley accidentally leaves the rare book in the restaurant, and he doesn't collect it until the end of the book. He never made it to Haywood Hill that day, and the rest is history, as they say. He goes on the mole hunt. The rest of the book is quite clearly based on Kim Philby. So, George never made it into Haywood Hill. Haywood Hill is famous for many reasons. You might be able to see the blue plaque, which shows that Nancy Mitford worked there. One of the famous Mitford sisters, a famous novelist, and of course the sister of Unity, who had a relationship with Adolf Hitler, and the sister of Diana, who married Oswald Mosley. So Haywood Hill has its own literary backstory there, its Cold War and indeed World War II backstory, and it has a secret place, a special place, in the stories of John le Carré. I suspect John le Carré had his haircut at Trumpers and bought a few books in Haywood Hill when he was working at Leckenfield House just along the road. This is my favourite spot on the walk. We're nearly at the end now. There's only one official stop left. I like it because I can quite easily imagine the, the young John le Carré building up his archive of scenes and locations ready for his first book of, indeed, Tinker Tailor was well into his career. But Grimmelshausen, Trumpers, Haywood Hill... These places, Purdy's, appear in many of his works. So, take a last look at Haywood Hill. Take a look through the window at Mag's Brothers, which has some really rare and very valuable items in there. And then walk along Curzon Street to the east and take a right down Half Moon Street. 
Now you'll walk almost to the end of Half Moon Street, certainly beyond halfway. You will walk past the Hilton, keep on the right side, the west side of the street, so that you can see the Flemings Hotel clearly. There has often been a lot of building work going on here. It's still, uh, as the boundary of Shepherd Market, is still a very highly sought-after location. You'll see it's a fairly quiet street, even though you can see Piccadilly running along the end at the south. So it's being redeveloped, but Fleming's Hotel has been here for very many years. It's nothing to do with Ian Fleming. It's famous in espionage circles. The hotel is very nice. We actually did the photo shoot uh, in the bar of that hotel for the first set of spy walks that I did with Airbnb. And it's a really nice bar. It's a basement bar and it's called Manetta's. These are all very interesting things because a basement bar has no windows and therefore it was used by SOE people like Vera Atkins to meet her spies, her agents and debrief them uh, before they perhaps went off for a longer meeting in one of the flats and offices around Shepherd Market. So Manetta's was attractive because it had no windows. But what I found when we were doing the photo shoot for the spy walks was it has no phone reception either. So we had to keep going outside to get the photographer's cell signal so that we can talk to him. And so I find it interesting that there's a bar with no windows and no cell phone signal where you can meet spies right in the middle of London, just off Piccadilly. Fleming's Hotel is also interesting because it was the home of Bertie Wooster and Agatha Christie has connections to the hotel as well. They believe it is the model for Bertram's Hotel in Agatha Christie, although other hotels claim that credit as well. The likelihood is that as she did stay here when she was in London quite often, that at least some elements of this hotel that you're looking at today have made it into her stories as part of Bertram's. Although she is not a spy writer as such, you do find a crossover between mystery stories and spying. A lot of spy novels are actually mystery novels that happen to have some espionage content. If you believe anything on Wikipedia, you will know that Bertram's Hotel is popularly believed to have been inspired by Brown's Hotel. However, it's the Oxford Dictionary of National Biography that suggests Flemings, because Agatha Christie was known to stay at Flemings. Flemings is one of my favourite hotels in this area because it's so little known. It's kind of, you have to be in a certain group of people to really know about it. They might disagree. It's been there for over 100 years. I think it's been on this site since it opened in 1851. It certainly is an old enough building and it looks like it could well have been. And they really play up on their spy connections. The bar is lovely. It's a really nice place to finish the walk. What we never did on the Airbnb walk was actually go in for a drink because the cocktails are a little expensive. But if you have the budget, if you're here traveling to the UK on a holiday, it's definitely worth going in and getting a beer or a cocktail in Manetta's bar in the basement of Fleming's. Before I had my SOE World War II walk, I also used to talk here about Christina Scarbeck because she was one of the SOE agents that Vera Atkins would have run and probably met in this hotel. And the wonderful biography of Christina by Claire Mulley is definitely worth a read. I will be reviewing that book, The Spy Who Loved by Claire Mulley, in a future episode of Spies of London. But I mention it because this whole walk, and indeed most of my walks, are about a time, a period of time, when all the spies and agents were men. But talking about SOE is a chance to talk about the women, because most of the men who were able to were fighting in the regular army, navy and royal air force in the Second World War. And so the women got left behind. They were meant to be making tanks and missiles, but some of them, especially the foreign women, the people who had left France, Eastern Europe, in extremely dangerous circumstances, wanted to get home. And they wanted to get home as quickly as possible, and they didn't want to be planting potatoes. And people like Christina Scarbeck, who was almost an Olympic-level skier, was an absolute modern-day hero. Uh, she put herself in danger many times. And many of Vera Atkins' agents were women, 
Many of them were executed by the Germans when they were captured. There is an SOE memorial in Lambeth, and we might cover that in the forthcoming City of London walk. Flemings has that part in, in the history. It's not near the SOE offices, but it was used by Vera and others. And it does give me a chance to mention that, particularly during the war, not so much afterwards, but during the war, was the first time when women were put into these non-uniformed, dangerous situations. Pretty much of their own free will in many cases, they felt like they had a duty to liberate their own countries. But there were also British women who put themselves forward as well, who didn't want to do a safe factory job. The story of Christina in particular is worth a look. Christina died a violent death in London after the war, and I think that it's worth remembering people like Thomas Harris, who as well, who also died a violent death. These people sought out danger, partly because they were drawn to the danger, but also to help everybody else and to help win the war. So on that happy note, I wish you good morning, good afternoon, enjoy the rest of your day. Make your way south to Green Park Station if you are doing this walk for real and you will find the Jubilee line waiting for you, or there are many, many buses that run along Piccadilly to all directions. This walk is freely available as a podcast. However, you can also go to spiesoflondon.uk to see more articles and other information and to sign up for the newsletter and free content. I am available for hire for private groups, for bachelor and bachelorette parties, stag and hen, birthdays, and any other special occasion. People are less nervous when they're in a group of friends that they know, and they ask more questions. And that's one thing I'm missing on these podcasts is the interaction, the questions. So if you go along to Spies of London and sign up, I will figure out a way that you can ask your questions about the topics on this walk, and I can answer them really easily. That way we can build up a library of questions. And I'm also thinking, because we're not tied to a particular duration or location, that we might add some more locations onto this walk that I couldn't quite fit into the geography when I did this for real in the flesh. So look out for more content from Mayfair, but our next stop is going to be a different part of London, the SOE walk, because I really like that around Baker Street. And that will be coming up in September. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned.